Podcast Yggdrasil And we're back Yes It's a new dawn, it's a new day Oh my god, that's gonna sound Is terrible it? <laughs> Well, it's a new dawn and a new day for our podcast, Matthew Podcast Podcast Yggdrasil uh, yeah, we've decided to try to do some changes. Yes. Yeah, trying out a new format. Uh, yeah, we should probably just jump right into that. Just explain it a bit for our faithful listeners and loyal fans. Uh, we are going to try to add a new format to the podcast where we... Where at least, this is a work in progress. We're probably going to... It's probably going to be a dynamic process changing how we do things but in order to try and improve the flow of conversation and a few other bits about our podcast we're going to start at least trying out some uh, to change the format to more of a weekly don't say weekly yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. uh, but kind of a, like a weekly news format like hey what happened this last week yes and uh, yeah, we're. I'm hoping we are gonna keep the one subject, one episode format as well, uh, but that we'll maybe do it interchangeably. Basically, Andy's too lazy to do research. That's part of it. No, I I think I think it's a good change. I think I think there's potential in our new method. So let's just jump into it. Yes. What's happened lately? I mean, it's been another good while since we <laughs> since we recorded, but uh, yeah, like we both have some stuff we want to talk about. Things have happened in the world since last time. Things have happened. Should we start with some of my stuff or some Sh- of your stuff? Let's jump off with yours. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> consequence of us not being weekly, this is probably a bit more than a week old, but the bright side, we get all of the developed drama. Yeah. So, hit me. Flashback like 10 years in time. Well, I know it's been a long time since the last episode, but goddamn, 10 years? And uh, since most of our listeners are not from Norway, uh, there was a big terror attack. Yeah, uh, the 22nd of July, 2011. We just, I almost said celebrated, but that's not the right word to use. We uh, commemorated? Yeah. Yeah, I guess commemorated that's the right the word. Commemorated the 10-year anniversary since the, is it the first terror attack we had here in Norway? The first major one, at least. Yeah, um, the at least, you know, the and, and I mean, it's the biggest loss of life since the World Second World War. War. Yeah, uh, that's not the point. Blah de blah. A, a right-wing extremist came. Uh, he blew up a government building, killing seven people, I think. And then he drove out and took a boat over to an island where the youth party of the Labour Party here in Norway were having their summer camp. And then he started massacring them, killing them. And yeah, it's been ten years. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to see say it's because it's been 10 years, but the conversation has been brewing some while in Norway that even though when it happened, like Norway got a lot of like applause for how they dealt with it. Like it 
wasn't supposed to be a political issue. Everybody, you know, came together. Uh, the the elections that were going to happen were, I don't think they were postponed, but like the election, the, the active political ex- election was... Yeah, I think the uh, campaigning yeah, was... Yeah, the campaigning uh, was uh, yeah, suspended. So, so, and it's been very clear, at least, you know, the last few years and probably also as a consequence of, you know, more right-wing extremism, that the said youth party and to a certain degree probably also members uh, in the Labour Party have been feeling that they haven't been able to, you know, talk about this in a political sense because if they open their mouth, they get, you know, accused of making this a political thing. Oh, so you're referring specifically to the um, statement by Jonas Garstöre, the leader of the Labour Party as of now. That and a couple of other ones. Because he came out in the statement and said that, you know, people need to take responsibility and, you know, people on the right, they need to take some responsibility. And, uh, well, some people didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, our former mayor... Yes. Fabian Stang. He got very upset. Oh yes, he was very angry. Whew. I mean, how 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 dare he assume that they should take responsibility? Yeah, so like you said, Jonas Garstöre, the current leader of our Labour Party, the biggest party in our country, uh, he went out and said that the right haven't taken enough responsibility yeah. for... Uh, the terror attack that and, happened, and, and right-wing make, extremism in general. I want to make this clear. It was not a, like, this was your fault, or you should have done more. But it was more like, you know, there's um, an issue with, you know, some bad thoughts on the deep far-right side. And we hope that, you know, the politically right can, can deal with them, as, as should we all. It was, it was a very neutral statement. Yeah, it wasn't a very inflammatory statement, or at least it shouldn't have been. But uh, the right came out and, you know, our vampire-in-chief, <laughs> I almost said the leader of our progress party, the far-right, uh, should I, or should I say the only legitimate far-right party here in Norway. We have a few others, but they aren't really recognized the same way. I mean, we will see after this election. I mean, <laughs> some of this... Yeah. But anyway... <sighs> A lot, uh, a lot of people were angry, regardless, and the response from I think the I think you can sum up the response from the right uh, as uh, this has nothing to do with our politics. Our politics are not about the same thing as this terrorist, and uh, you shouldn't imply that we were in any way responsible for what happened or future terrorist attacks. I mean, that was the polite way of putting it. Some of them were yeah. like, fuck you, why are you putting blood on our hands? You, li- mm. you basically said that we killed people now. I actually had a talk about this with a colleague uh, just a few days ago. Ooh, you had that talk? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you had a political talk, but I didn't know that was what you talked because about. Because I'm not a big fan of the Labour Party. I, I mean, it, I almost choke on the words saying Labour Party because they, they aren't representing the interests of laborers. Uh, but... I really didn't have a problem with what Garstöre went out and said. And uh, and I think it's a fair point that, you know, to, to bring it back to, you know, what I introduced it with, that it's probably been really hard for the people who went to, you know, a political camp 
and then got, you know, um, basically a fascist coming and shooting them because of their political beliefs, and then not being able to talk about, you know, the political issue of being shot because of your political beliefs. And uh, I, I, I'll say this: I understand that for people on that identify as, uh, you know, uh, as on the right politically. For a lot of those people, the idea of being accused, or at least for them feeling accused of furthering or inflame, inflaming uh, right-wing extremism and terrorism, of course that's insulting. Yes. Of course, I can understand that. Like It's like when um, when the two of us, when I mean... We've all heard the one, well, what do you think? Hey, communist, how do you feel about Stalin and Mao? You love those guys, don't you? We've all heard that. Yeah. And they aren't representative of us or our values. I mean, I don't even consider, you know, Stalin a communist. Uh, so I can understand where many of these people are coming from. Because being accused of something like that, that's so far away from who you are, that's got to feel terrible. But... Uh, a huge part of why Gar Stöder said what he said. I, I don't know if this is what what he was thinking, but uh, I started thinking about it. And yeah. there are things we haven't dealt with. You started out uh, implying that we got a lot of um, a lot of uh, 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 street. Praise. praise. We got a lot of praise uh, after the terrorist oh, attack. Oh, look, because they're of how coming together. It. They're not yelling at everyone. There's lots of roses. Yeah, Everybody's but, nice. But wait, because I think you're being an asshole now, because I feel that was perfectly legitimate. We reacted very well, much better than we really should have, I guess, Yeah. Uh, to that terrorist attack. Uh, I did not expect us Norwegians to hold it together like that. I think that's commendable the way we dealt with it. With it, however, you know, when it, it when it came to you know uh, dealing with right wing extremism from that point on, you know, and you know, kind of maintaining our democracy and the shape of it, I think we failed in several ways, and yeah. one of them is the way we talk to each other and the way we allow our leaders to talk yeah. about people because and this is where I feel like God Stöden has a point even though he technically didn't make that point but you know as we said it can feel unfair if you put some of this on certain political places but there's been a case that you know the right and when I'm saying it now I mean as in the Norwegian party the right when they've been in government for the last, well, almost a decade, it's like eight years. We should just say Høyre. So it's yeah, more we should probably stick to the stick to that. When Høyre has been running the government with several parties at this point, while they themselves technically haven't made this kind of um, comments, some of the comments from their partners have had, you know problematic ways with them and they always pussyfoot around them when confronted with like hey you guys are in government together Anna Solberg leader of Höyre prime minister 
do you think these kind of things are okay to say? And you know, she kind of always gives the same reply in this situation. It's like, well, I wouldn't actually use those words, but... Um, but I respect everyone's right to say speak their mind and democracy and and of uh, uh, truth and things and she always pretends like something was said and then we moved on but a lot of the times it's like okay now we're done with this and no one is obviously done with this it's not like somebody has made a decision that you know it was the right thing to say it was the wrong thing to say it was just like we're done with this conversation now. And the problem is that some of these conversations, we, we're probably going to go a bit in on them, share a lot with the kind of rhetoric you could find places in Breivik's manifesto. Yeah, that's where I was going for. And you could also find in, you know, from similar right-wing extremists that has made similar attacks around the world. And when you don't deal with leading members of government making such comments, now you have a bit more responsibility. Yeah, and also, this has gone pretty far. The way certain terms and uh, turns of phrase are used. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, I think it was during uh, the Landsmöte, uh, the uh, you know yearly meetup or what, the, the yearly convention yeah. of the uh, FRP. Our progress party. Well, that's that's what it's called when you translate it. Fremskrittspartiet equals progress party, uh, but it's shortened to the FRP. And I think it was in two thousand and nine that Siv Jensen, the leader of uh, wait wait sorry, the former now leader yeah. of the FRP, and up until recently our uh, minister of finance, uh, she stood on stage and talked about. Uh, one of the most, uh, one of the biggest challenges facing Norway at that biggest point. Biggest danger. Yeah, the biggest danger. And that was a term that in Norwegian it's sneak islamisering, which can be best translated to stealth, um, stealth islamification. And that builds on the, uh, that's based on the idea that Muslims are coming to Norway with the express purpose of settling here and at some point outnumbering the native population meaning basically making us a caliphate yeah they're trying to outnumber us good white good white christian folk and take and, all our political power and change everything that's good about being norwegian yeah and the thing about that term i mean she got a lot of flack for using the word sneak islamization yeah but the word was also heavily popularized after she started using it. Yeah. Yeah, it was legitimized. And just think about how how serious that word actually is. And you're saying that Muslims when they come here, they are doing it with the intention of taking over the country. They are not coming here to settle to become Norwegians. They're coming here to make Norway something else yeah outgrow us take power and then yeah that's what that word says sneak islamification sneak islamification stealth islamification it and sounds I mean, like a military operation it's not like frp doesn't have a history in demonizing immigrants no that's their thing spreading propaganda like you know one of their rise to fame was using a fake letter talking about what islamists wanted to do in norway and i mean 
Yeah, I mean, they have spread prop- anti-Islamist propaganda and b- b- anti-left and, and propaganda. lied for... about it often yeah. when, when it turns out that there were no sources. And when this happened, they that was a couple of years before they went into government. Mm. And when they went into government, they had this period of like putting on suits, kind of like trying to remove the dust of the past. But a couple of years in, when they're polling weren't as good as it used to be, that word started to be using again. Yeah, because they know that their and... base is made up of people who are generally uh, very anti-immigration. And when our prime minister were confronted by that, you know, her comments were like, we talked about that that wasn't a really good word to use back in 09. We're done with that. But they're still using it. And also just look at how one of the words that appeared again and again in uh, the 2011 uh, terrorist manifest uh, manifesto uh, was multiculturalism yeah and that's a word that's been maybe not here in norway but just look at america look how the word multiculturalism and multiculturalist has become bad word it's become uh, become an insult and which is kind of ironic thinking that America has been multicultural since its inception uh, yeah but I think a lot of people are missing just how normalized our terrorists yeah. opinions and words have been over the last 10 years and when the right is and I mean a big part of like his argument for why we needed to I mean his reasoning for killing the people in the Labour Party was they let immigration in and his reasoning for that being is that that was a bad thing was the fact that they're coming here to take our country to outgrow us out you know have more children than us and then rule the country in different ways yeah and that's the same thing basically sneak in is heading yeah because that's what frp and uh, the far right are implying and basically saying outright they've been saying it for years and now just compare those two those two people the far right extremist terrorist who killed 70 people uh, 77 people and the average frp voter or politician the politician yeah we should use those as the baseline uh they say the same things they feel the same things i mean that multiculturalism is bad for our country and that it should be stopped the only difference the only real difference there is that the terrorist's solution was to murder those he feel are responsible and the far right politicians and you know the the other the other side they haven't gotten to that point yet yeah it's their ki- solution is peaceful it's it's kind of like you know the, the the trump issue like I'm telling you, the people in the capital are really, really bad people. They're fucking over your country. You're going to lose all your freedoms. I'm going to need you to fight like hell. Now do whatever you want. And by all means, uh, just because they have similar ways of thinking, I mean, uh, I'm sure you can do the same for us and, uh, you know, the left. If you go far enough left, you'll find, you know, people on the left who are... You'll find me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you'll find people who are more than willing to defend, you know, using murder as a political tool uh and you're not automatically uh you aren't automatically implicated in what they choose to say and do but 
you do have to accept or at least acknowledge that when you say the exact same things as those people who are willing to commit murder, when you say the same things and you push the same message and you stoke the same fears, you are laying the groundworks for more of those terrorists. I'm about to do a whataboutism now, but I just want to make a point that um, earlier, I'm not sure if it was early this year or like late last year, there was a, a right-wing extremist in Norway that was murdered. And at once when that happened, several members of FRP, or at least one, went out and like blamed uh, the, one of the most left-wing parties, their rhetorics, and was pretty sure that like Antifa or some member of their party was has done had done this murder. Yeah, and, then and it turned out. Yeah, it was a drug deal gone wrong or some shit like that. He owed some money to some people. Mm. The, the full story is not out, but it was not political. It seems like I'm just making the point that like where they while they are screaming victims and how dare you put this on us, they yeah. are perfectly happy doing it on the other side. I mean, they should. All of these far right parties should just call themselves the pro- projectionists because they keep projecting the the same shit they accuse the left of. They they project. But yeah, our our former mayor was really mad. Yeah, and he... he went first out, and then he like he deleted his Facebook post, and he did you know the first he needed to say what he actually because what he did was go out and basically say very loudly in a Facebook post that. This was uh, this was the leader of the Labour Party, Garstöre, accusing them of murder. Yeah, basically accusing the right of murder or supporting murder and uh, the terrorist attack, and of using the massacre and tragedy tragedy as a political tool. And uh, is he right at all? Because I, I like. I mean, if Garstöre had come with way more harsh words maybe you could argue it but you know he said it really softly so i think it's hard to interpret that from it like you you have to really be reading into it in a certain way to pick it up that way yeah and also uh i think a lot of a big part of the reason why so many why these people are say, are accusing him of using it as a political tool is because he brought it up you know on the anniversary yeah. of what happened but think about it what what time is better to what's a better time to bring this up than the day when everyone's attention is on this specific yeah. thing like I mean, you said it was the 10 year Commemoration? Uh, uh, Yeah, uh, anniversary, but yeah, commemoration. Uh, And, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, and the fact that uh, people on the right are offended by this, maybe they should... Yeah, and... Maybe they should reflect a little, because if you... If you really shouldn't be offended... If you should... If you... If you feel targeted by that comment, do you feel the right that your that the politi- the right the right part of ah fuck I'm messing up my words. Do you feel that the parties on the right have done enough to distance themselves from what this terrorist did? Because that's the crux of what we're discussing here. Yeah, I mean, as we said, FRP are doing the same rhetoric that they did before they tried to put on nice suits and look better for the cameras and pretended that they had 
change their ways. Uh, you know, we have the primary example of this where, you know, the, the now leader, but she wasn't the leader at that time, Sylvie Listav, accused the Labour Party in, what was it, 2014-15, of aiding and abetting terrorists because they disagreed on the law. What was that? What law was... You know, it was the, the one she had to walk for because she couldn't apologize after that comment. Mm. She made, like, you know, the Facebook post with the... But it, it was basically that they wanted to push through a law well, that, that, was the, the, that uh, you could just remove the citizenship, yeah, yeah, the citizenship of everybody yeah. that you accused of being a terrorist. That's right. And uh, the Labour's party was like, no, we probably should have due process here. And then you were like, you're abating and promoting terrorists mm. by not supporting our right to take away people's citizenship without a trial. You are part of the problem. And, uh, like, you know, <clears throat> accusing, you know, a party that basically had, you know, most of their youth talent killed off by a terrorist of supporting terrorism. Not the best take. We should move on to a new subject. But uh, before we do that, uh, I thought it would be not nice, but convenient to... We should... The last 10 years. How has the world... How, how has the world changed or how, how's it going since that because uh, once that terrorist attack happened we as a collective we kind of decided or at least said that hey we need to make sure no more terrorism like this hashtag never again yeah uh, that was you know the common sentiment at the time but that hasn't really come to pass hasn't it because when was it 2018 that the second terrorist attack struck yeah and uh, it was a much less effective or successful terrorist attack. But the terrorist, a again, a young white dude uh, from the... Wealthy side of town. From the... Wealthy side of town. Yeah, I mean, from a well-off family I and... Mean, uh, technically, if we're going to look at all the terrorists, they seem to be, you know, wealthy, right-leaning, white... Yeah. Yet all all everybody do is talking about that Muslims are going to make terrorists attack here. And this guy too, he you know he organized himself. I think he was streaming the thing. Yeah, wasn't he, he? yeah. he was supposed to, but he didn't get his camera on because ah, okay. like. But he, he failed a lot when it yeah, came to the terror attack. He tried to murder an entire uh, mosque full of yeah. people. He murdered his uh, stepsister, I think, and then he failed to kill anyone. Wait, did he kill? No, he, he just injured. Guy. No, uh, he only killed her, his sister. Okay, yeah. That so he was, failed uh, when he came to the an immigrant. Uh, but he came really fucking close to massacring dozens, if not hundreds, of people. Yeah. And uh, strangely, that got very little attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked by how little attention that got because he was just one locked door away from succeeding in another one of these attacks. And if he had, he would have proved that we haven't really... And I think the problem comes back down to what I said earlier, that we, we agree that this shouldn't be a political issue, but it was a political issue. Yeah, and these people keep popping up from one specific side of the political spectrum. I mean, by all means, when uh, communists pop up from the left and start, you know, hanging... Hanging politicians from the rafters, uh, sure, I'll 
I'll do that conversation with you and start to look more critically at my own uh, my own political and ethical and moral standpoints. But yeah, I mean, they. If you look at statistics, I I don't remember the numbers, but I think when you uh, when you look up the statistics for hey what what which side of politics do most terrorist attack come from? Uh, they are overwhelmingly from the far right. Yeah, far right yeah. terrorism is uh, much more common than left wing terrorism. So, what else has happened? That turned into a big conversation, but yeah. it should have been an episode of its own. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, here in Norway, it was a big deal. I don't think internationally it made any waves. No, uh, it was just interesting to hear. I mean, first of all, watching our previous uh, mayor basically making that post and then afterwards writing, you know, I'm deleting my post because apparently Norway isn't ready for this conversation yeah, uh, yet. That was petty as Okay, wait, wait. Let's rewind and let's Okay, I'm going to I'm going to reserve like 2 minutes to shit on Fabian Stang, that wine little poser bitch. Cuz he ma- he saw that uh, God stood and made that statement saying the right should take more responsibility. And he got so angry, he went straight on Facebook like the Karen he is and made a made an angry post whining about it. Then he removed that post because he knew that it would get reactions. And then he made a new post where he said that I have removed my f- uh, my old post. Uh, wait, wait, what was his... Uh, the way? Something about the way he said it. Yeah, but, it was, you know, in the likes it's of... It's a shame that I can't voice my opinion on this. It was like Norway isn't ready for... I'm sorry Norway wasn't ready for this conversation yet or something like that. Yeah. It was like you, you're not sorry. It's it's just word. Um, you know, I'm thinking we should try and make the name Fabian like the Norwegian Karen. Ugh. It should be a thing. It uh, should already be a thing. That name. And and you know, <laughs> sorry, Fabians. Sylvie Listav lost it, and you know, Ugh. did some. I mean, she went way harsher on this, uh, and she even made some. She she, she wrote an op-ed or not an op-ed, but like what would you call like when uh, politicians put in. Op-eds. Basically, she she got published in the paper, and she has initially talked about you know how all these things that you know people have accused them of, you know extremism that everybody now agrees with their point, and it was like really really stretching they're like we had all these opinions and now everybody agrees with us and i'm like reading through this and like no like some parties have balked on some of these things but i can remember like you know a couple of weeks ago big parties disagreeing with these things that you claim they know there are no discussions with anymore so it was like you know we have been the silent majority all along so um this is probably just the start of the culture war when it comes to that. I want to applaud the leader of uh, Hades Youth Wing. Uh, he was out pretty much at all the times criticizing the response from uh, Fabian Stang and a couple of others and saying that, you know, they should take more responsibility in this. Kudos to you. So, What's his name or hers? Uh, I should have taken the notes of this, but I'm shit at taking notes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's worth shouting out. So, but um, I, I, I feel like, you know, credit is due where credit is due. Um, Anna Solberg, in classical sense, 
have pussyfooted around this whole thing and now agreed with Störe that they're done with this and there's no reason to talk about it anymore. Someone said what about what you say? Oh well, I'm sure I'll have an opinion. Oh well, we've talked about it. Next time. Okay, bye bye. Hashtag our leader. Not my president. But uh, moving on to I, something I, more I serious. I see notes Matthew. on that screen. Give me stuff, Andy. Give me stuff. We're gonna move on to something more serious, Matthew. We're gonna talk about panties, women's yes. panties. This is the great political question of our time. Hear me out. Women wear panties when playing volleyball. Yes. Yes. I uh, may and may not know that. Men wear shorts when they play volleyball. Yes, that's what men do. Like now, have a you bunch, seen men wearing panties? Now a bunch of silly nilly women are trying to make a fuss and st- trying to stop wearing panties. We need to get on this issue. This is probably how Norway has gotten the most publicity the last weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm referring to the Olympics, because they are raging on the 2020 Olympics. Woo! They're a thing. They're a thing. I know it's happening. Being held a year ish. A year too late. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics are going. Uh, I'm not really following it that closely. Um, but uh, there have been. Uh, the, the Norwegian volleyball team have been making some waves because. Uh, uh, the uh, apparently when you play volleyball, beach volleyball, uh, the women are required to wear very tiny panties, you know, so you can see some ass and thigh, all yeah. that stuff. There's a reason why this is happening in Japan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, while the men, we are allowed to wear shorts, and uh, the, I'm very proud of our girls, uh, the Norwegian team, uh, the women's team. They decided to protest this uh, and uh, wear shorts instead. And as a result, they were fined. Yes. And uh, that's been making some waves. And honestly, <laughs> I was kind of surprised that this this became a thing. Uh, because I really just hadn't registered that they are seriously required to wear panties when playing. It's always been a thing. And I just thought, hey, it's, I mean, I guess mobility and stuff they they probably like it more i mean i've tried on women's panties it was okay i mean i'm sure that sports wear the stuff they wear when they play volleyball it looks comfortable as hell uh but apparently it isn't apparently they would prefer to play in shorts and i was shocked to discover that hey the official stance from you know the ioc the olympics committee uh is that women look hotter when we see them in panties I mean, we make more money and people watch it more when they are wearing panties. We like watching women in panties. Back the fuck off, Pink. Because <laughs> that's another big thing. The uh, music artist, Pink, she came to our girl's rescue and offered to pay the fine. Yeah, it's like, oh, Norway is a country I didn't know. We're here. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to talk about how the fuck is that still an accepted it's, thing? It's interesting because I could have understood this if it was like, this has been in the rules. Nobody has talked about it. And then like, ah, technically now you didn't wear panties and you broke the rules. These are silly rules. But 
even though this hasn't been in the media as much, they have tried changing this over several years, and it's still in the rules. This is not like, you know, nobody has had this discussion before, but as you said, people think women look good in panties. More people watch if women are wearing panties. Yeah, and maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm just very naive, but after, especially after these last, what, five years since Me Too began and all that stuff, I mean, uh, the focus on... There's been a big, big focus on women's rights and, uh, you know, the... Uh, I mean, just, speaking of the, sexual discrimination in the workplace... Yeah, I mean sexualization of women especially without their consent and all that stuff has gotten so much attention and you know society in general has become a lot more woke about that so i was really shocked to discover that whoa <laughs> that's seriously a thing they aren't allowed to wear shorts and they're they are <laughs> they're uh, keeping this rule in and they're enforcing this rule while the men are playing in shorts. Because I could... I mean, I could rationalize it in... Not rationalize it, but I could understand their thinking. If... Uh, Force the men to wear thongs. Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, if men were also forced to wear the same shit, I'd be like, uh, okay, at least it's equal for both parties. But here they have... <laughs> they have one rule for the men, just wear some shorts or whatever. Whatever you find lying around before you leave your hotel room. And then when it comes to the women, it's, you gotta wear this thin, skimpy, preferably see-through piece of fabric. It's gonna fall apart if you fart. I'm gonna see your butthole. I'm gonna see all the buttholes. That's basically the Olympic Committee. We like seeing them women's buttholes. We like them with sand in them. And I mean... I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. It's interesting because... But isn't this insane, Matthew? Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to make it even more insane because <sighs> I remember before the Olympics, I think this was like several months ago, I don't remember if you had to resign or not, but I think like one of the like leading figures in Japan, you know, heading up this as a sports committee guy, he had to resign or was pressured to resign because... He had said some really cringy stuff about women not being capable in different ways. And it's like ironic that like you're going to Japan. The guy had to go because he said some stuff about you know the differences. The weaker sex. The differences <laughs> and the weaker sex. And then you're like, but you gotta wear those panties for us though. Yeah, it's, it just strikes me as kind of incredible that this is because Okay, what really strikes me as incredible about this is the fact that I haven't really seen any huge protests against this from outside of this specific uh, operation by the, the women on our team. Like, if they hadn't done that, would just nothing have been said? Because in the past, in the past Olympics, nothing has been said about it. And yeah, it was just really jarring to me to see that, whoa, this is blatant. Sexual discrimination. Yeah, and, and we're I mean, allowing it because. You know, just, just think about it. Like, you're gonna go in front of cameras. You're gonna move a lot and throw your legs in all directions. Like, of all the things that you know might accidentally put you in a compromising, uncomfortable position, wearing panties 
and nothing else, I mean, except the bra, is definitely one of those things. Like, imagine if you were gonna, like, do a gym presentation for a class, in front of the class, and you had only been allowed to wear a thong. Yeah, I mean... It's like, you know, are you gonna focus on the thing you're doing, or are you gonna think, oh shit, oh shit, my balls are falling out? But let's just take this to an even more realistic uh, place, because I'm a school teacher, and just imagine if during our... when the school starts All up the again... girls need to wear thongs. Yeah, yeah, like, imagine if I was to go in... Uh, go, to my, uh, go to my students and say that, okay, uh, we got gym tomorrow, uh, guy, boys... You just cover yourself up. Cover those bodies up. Just running shoes, sportswear. Just cover your shit up. Uh, girls, you can wear shoes, but you need to be wearing panties. Yeah, and some something to cover up on top. But yeah, uh, nothing longer than uh, underwear, panties, and uh, preferably something tight-fitting. I want to see those shapes. Just... Uh, can you imagine the shitstorm that would have started if a teacher had said that to their students? That's that's what we're saying to 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 these athletes now. I mean, they are children, but how many of these? I mean, yeah, one of one of the uh, American athletes. She's been getting so much shit for backing out of uh, out of so many um, so many of the uh, uh, what's the term activities. Uh, yeah. I don't remember her name, but. Uh, these women, they probably started out really young, training for this shit, so they probably have gone through that. That hey, you need to wear this and this. It's just, it's just crazy to me. It, I, I didn't think I would be taken so aback by how blatant it was, but yeah, this is sexual discrimination, and even now, uh, it became a big deal because hey, the women, the, these women are refusing to wear the skimpy outfits. That became a big deal, but. Have you seen much reaction from anyone really no, when I it mean, comes to how bad they, this actually is? They felt comfortable giving it. I mean, it's not like they said, you know, mm, we're going to need to change the rules or let's have a talk about it. It was like, guys fucked up. Here's a fine. Yeah, it was like they're they're doubling down. Yeah. They're very they're very secure in in their thinking that this won't have any consequences and it doesn't seem like they're will be any consequences it it's just astounding to me I, I mean it's not it shouldn't be surprising but i really expected more from this situation now that it became so put put under the spotlight as this has uh, but then again i mean just look at fifa uh, the football federation uh the former leader of that uh, president of it uh, sepp blatter blatter uh, when he was asked a few years ago how we could improve, you know, in, uh, improve interest around the women's football, uh, his response was, "Well, they could wear smaller shorts and tighter outfits." That was something <laughs> that that just sounded natural to him <laughs> to say. Yeah, he felt totally safe saying that on TV to a reporter and being serious. Yeah, and now like it was years... not like meant as a joke. No, that was him being serious. Like, well, we're not investing money into marketing mm, the shit, yeah. so Let, let's not focus in on making yeah. them better. Just give us a nipple or something and we'll consider it. That was like that was his stance on it. Oof. Yeah. 
I just want to whine a bit about that because holy shit, <laughs> that that surprised me. Yeah, it's um, there are pockets of these weird spaces. Yeah, and uh, there's probably more of them that we just don't know about because we don't really think about it. Hmm. Uh, one thing I started thinking about when uh, we brought up, uh, you know, the July twenty-two terrorist attack here in Norway was the January 6th terrorist attack of this year on the US Capitol. And because, uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, if you noticed, but uh, they've started Prosecuting. ramping up the hearings. And uh, yeah, I believe... Oh, I believe the so- hearings. <laughs> yeah. They should be prosecuting bitches, but they've started hearings and uh, they've had testimonies from, you know, several of the cops, the police officers who were attacked that day they have uh, been through a shit, some shit in some parts of the media yeah and you know speaking of things that should take you aback <laughs> the, this thing that that it happened at all <laughs> it should still be taking us all aback that it happened and it, it doesn't seem like they're doing that much about it like I remember we, when we discussed this back in February or something yeah uh, and I said we should probably be a bit more patient because I, I thought it was strange that why aren't more people being arrested? Why aren't Congress members who helped organize this attack uh, being at least questioned by police? And a lot of people said said to those of us who wondered about that that hey, you need to you need to calm down and be patient. Give it time. This is a big deal, and big deals take a lot of time. And I can I can see that, but. We're six months past past that now. It's been over, more than half a year since the terrorist attack happened. And I don't think any of the members of Congress like Lauren Boebert or any of the people who, you know, helped the attackers that day, I don't think they've been questioned even. There hasn't been any censure. Uh, there haven't really been any... I mean, I think a few people have been... Uh, have been um, getting their oh uh, tiltala um, oh fuck um th- there have oh they're um oh what's it called when you're accused by the courts tiltala uh, uh, fuck it a few people have you know gotten th- their judicial process has started yeah yeah I'm blanking totally on the term in English sorry uh but it's it's slow going so just seeing some testimony at all from you know people who were there that day uh, that was kind of it felt like a tiny bit of fresh air it's interesting to see you know the party that have jerked them off so hard being the party of law and order mm. totally just throwing this under the bus yeah well you know all the people who did anything violent that day they were antifa plants remember mm. yeah but but then wouldn't they make sure that there were more committees and arrests Shh, Matthew, Matthew, you're overthinking this. You're absolutely right. I mean, but I don't like that. Fuck the part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the fuck the part is you it's know ridiculous. Hearing you know several of I mean you could call them fringe groups I guess but you know people with ties to you know the politicians there having big organizations talking about how you know they need to take back the government for Trump and not in a democratic way that they need to just, you know, like, let's have a military coup because that's apparently a democratic thing now. Yeah, I mean, coups are apparently a totally legitimate way to try to gain power. 
because I mean yeah I mean in my opinion it's pretty clear that members of Congress particip participated in this terrorist attack uh, and helped these people I mean Lauren Boebert she tweeted out the location and movements of the speaker Nancy Pelosi that's a big fucking deal uh, I think AOC had you know the um, the emergency uh, the emergency button in her office was ripped out so she wouldn't have been able to call for help that way and uh, yeah and yeah the same bitch Lauren Boebert she was taking people on tours through the capital in the days before the attack and it's like I'm perfectly able to you know be able to see that you know maybe you know some of these things are misconstrued maybe you know but it feels like at this point that the police haven't even or whoever's doing the investigation it might be federal it's probably federal but they haven't even gone through the scenario that these people have been involved uh, the word we were frantically looking for uh, earlier was charged charged yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a hard word to remember jesus <laughs> i was really thinking that was going to be a hard word uh, yeah. don't worry Andy, don't I, worry. i'm expecting some you, shit in line yeah, you remember that word you're good you you're not going to be surprised at all that's a hard word uh yeah uh people have been charged with crimes <laughs> charged we're fucking stupid why do we do this matthew <laughs> because somehow oh. we talk about this shit as two dumbasses and somehow seem smarter than most uh, speaking of sure you should subscribe it. and support us with money ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes but yeah uh, the terrorist attack uh, I mean I I talk about it a lot I feel maybe not a lot but I think about it a lot because well like we just said it doesn't get the attention it deserves yeah. it was a straight up coup attempt and that's also been something that's been you know bubbling up these last few days days and weeks uh, I think one of oh I don't remember this specific person but it was I think it was a general uh, who went out and said that uh, the executive branch uh, the president's office and you know, you know yeah. the executive they knew about what would happen and they they stoked it they helped make it happen that's a huge fucking deal can you imagine if if it came out that the frp here in norway that they helped organize and plan uh the july 22nd terrorists what if they what if we found out that they had told him where he should place the car with the bomb that's basically what we have here and if they did nothing about it i mean it's norway sure but if that if that came out if it came out that cv Jensen told the terrorist to hey the best place to put your car is there i mean she would have been torn to shreds even here in norway i mean are you sure that she wouldn't just have written like a angry facebook's post and that had been it i think she would have been torn to fucking yeah, shreds I mean, yeah we, even we, here in norway we have we were a little passive more. as hell and i think like I feel like a big difference between America and Norway here is the fact that in America, if you're a politician, you're kind of removed from the judicial system in a weird way. You know, you have this kind of thing that, like, you shouldn't be prosecuted. And I'm sure they can. It's not that issue, but it's more like 
we shouldn't really touch them. And, I mean, there's maybe a bit of that in Norway. You know, we have that incident where, like, a couple of politicians were trying to have sex with underage people and there were no police inquiries there. Uh, but when it comes to the... Uh, the mandates of, you know, the law enforcement as well as maybe not the military. They wouldn't probably be involved in that. I think they would, you know, go under this matter of national security and act that way. But I'm saying that and I'm like, I'm hoping they would. <laughs> I don't see that. Uh, I don't see the terrorist attack the the January 6th terrorist attack being dealt with properly at all. I think this is going to fizzle out. I'm very curious to see what kind of jail sentences, prison sentences people are going to get. I mean, it's Uh, going to come for those who were documented there, not the the people you hoped would get it. I'm just curious to see how many years are they going to get. Like, yeah. If you can go to prison for life or you know for th- 20 30 years for selling weed how many how many years in prison do you get for trying to attack an election and install a dictator I mean if you go a few decades back you would have gotten the noose or the chair but what's going to happen now in today's America America got a strange view of what's a crime and what's not yeah, and uh, strangely, it hinges often on, you know, the color of their political views. Yes. Or their skin. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how that's all going to play out. I, I want to say it's going to be fun, but I think the answer it's is it's not, not going to no, be fun. it's not going to be fun. No way. Thankfully, we have Biden, though. Or should I say Clark? Clark, Superman, Biden, or uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's probably gonna give these people amnesty to like heal the country or some shit. What other things do you want to talk about? I mean, I didn't make too many notes this week because you no know, things have been hectic. I've been away for a bit, uh, but yeah, you know, give me your list, man. There's um, the Olympics, and I mean. You kind of come in here, you talk about yeah, panties. Panties are important. Panties. Th- but the Olympics and the... Yes. Racism. Free speech. Big things in Olympics. You could argue there's... Keep talking. An oppression Olympics. No, uh, ironically enough, all my news are from Norway this week. Um, there's a comedian that's been making a show for the... NRK, oh, it's yeah, the you mean the Norwegian Ram? broadcaster yeah. that's paid with our tax money, and uh, I'm glad you brought that he up. He kinda got cancelled-ish. Yeah, I mean, you see, he he's been making this, you know, fun comic par- relief game show where he's uh, playing, you know, a Japanese game show host. Yeah, he's parodying a Japanese game show host. Full 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 colors. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't colored his skin, I think. No, and the... he hasn't done anything to his eyes, but he's, you know, put on a wig yeah. and, you know, made himself look kind of like a caricature. He's talking Japanese. Yeah, and he's making up with the voice. He's doing the whole the whole Asian thing. I can't really do it, do it and, real, uh, but he, I mean, he does it 
well, I guess, because he really sounds like a parody of a Japanese game show host. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was some backlash, and uh, the Norwegian uh, broadcaster decided that they were going to remove the episodes. And, of course, then there was more backlash. Yeah, and you're wondering how I feel? I am... Ask me about my feelings, Matthew. Tell me your feelings, Andy. Oh, you'll hear my feelings, boy. Okay, uh, because my knee-jerk reaction to that case uh, to that situation was uh, I'm very tolerant of you know people racism. parodying others yeah I mean racism can be a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> racism can be great stop Andy you're gonna get us cancelled <laughs> but just watch Dave Chappelle I mean Dave Chappelle is very racist in his humor and he's hilarious racism can be hilarious Clive Bixby Chappelle show uh, but so yeah uh my knee-jerk reaction is ugh, just leave it be. This is, is this really something to you know get your panties in a bunch over? But and then, then I, you watch the clip. <laughs> yeah, then I watched the clip and I was like, "We're allowed to do this?" Yeah. I, and then I saw uh, a clip of a girl, one of the girls, uh, one of the people who had protested this and uh, you know who felt hurt by him doing this, and I. Yeah, I totally changed my mind. Uh, that initial reaction of mine was instantly erased. Uh, yeah. First of all, because holy crap, <laughs> yeah, the clip. I, is... I, I was watching this and I'm like, I'm almost impressed that he's not wearing yellow paint. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, it's a really hard, hard parody. Uh, he's going full. I mean, the only thing he hasn't done is color his skin more yellow and yeah. uh, you know stretching his eyes uh, and. I think it's really, really obvious when you just just try pretending, try imagining if he was parodying a black person in the same manner, an African person. Yeah, I mean that was her argument against this. Uh, yeah, and I felt that that Asian was a influencer. that was a really legitimate criticism. And another another thing that was brought up is the fact that the way he's speaking, the you know the, the Chinafication. Of uh, his English, because he's he's degrading his English. He's speaking English incorrectly. I mean, parodying the. I would argue it's even worse because he's not speaking English. He's, he's speaking English, speaking... but yeah, but he's also like to a certain degree speaking Norwegian. Uh, uh, I, I at least saw I some saw some clip that he's like he's going between Norwegian and English, and he's doing it also when he's speaking Norwegian, which, in my eyes changes some of the context because if you're gonna do a parody of like you know asian game hosts and you know they use some english words and they have a certain way of doing it because they're not as i mean you know we teach english from like first grade here it's a bit different there so if you know english is not a big part of your life you're not going to speak english as effectively so Naturally, if you're gonna like, you know, try to parody somebody like that, you're gonna think the English and the way they speak it are not as perfectly. But if you then start taking those same things and add it to the way you're speaking Norwegian, now you're coming off as a, you know, Asian Norwegian that is not capable of speaking Norwegian. Yeah, you're no longer parodying a specific uh, stereotype of uh, Asians having trouble 
pronouncing things properly in English. You're saying they can't pronounce other languages at all properly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, like I said, I was because you know if you if you're a Japanese game host, like English is or Norwegian is not your native language. It's fine if it's you know not perfect. But if you then are now coming off as you know a Norwegian, an an Asian speaking Norwegian, where that it's your native language. Now the implications are a bit more murky. Yeah, and... Uh, and I understand that, you know, that might not have been their intent, that that might not have been something they thought through, even though you would kind of hope that, with you know, with this whole... But isn't that the worst part about it? Yeah. Because... There's been, you know, the whole Stop Asian Hate campaign going on. You would think that, you know, a big organizations like the NRK had some sensitivity you know control like that they, they could like if they're going to do a sketch they have some people that could like you know on a scale from one to ten how racist does this look um, yeah well i think i think this uh, situation speaks to a problem a worldwide problem uh when it comes to you know discrimination against asian people because like you said it's been uh it's been getting a lot more attention you know uh Asian stereotypes and Asian discrimination uh, with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of people are being targeted for just being or looking Asian uh, and being blamed in some ways for the pandemic. And, you know, there's been... I'm just waiting for the Americans to introduce freedom noodles. Yeah. So there's been a rise in, you know, Asian discrimination. And... But but even, even without that, I think it's kind of... It's very telling that someone who is so... Because all of these people who wrote this sketch, uh, Morten Ram, all those people, they, uh, they're all intelligent enough to know that if we wore blackface and, you know, made our lips look bigger, ate watermelon and drank grapefruit soda, uh, uh, grape soda, we'd be fucking burned alive in the streets. That would not be okay. Everyone knows that. But these same people, supposedly intelligent people, uh, they had no problems just doing the exact same thing, but with Asians. And you want to hear me make this even worse for you? Uh, please. So uh, in uh, 2018, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was Olympics or something else, but it was in uh, Korea, I believe. They made the same sketches back then, Ram. And um, did? Really? several people, yeah, they were, there was so- less drama then. Uh, they kept the clips up. They're still up today. And uh, several people who worked in NRK, you know, they saw this and they felt it was uncomfortable. And they talked to the leadership and they talked to them about all the reason why they think this is bad, about, you know, the harassment that uh, Norwegian Asians face, uh, about how this kind of stereotyping are used to, you know, attack them in the schoolyard and to throw insults after them and make up the mind of how, you know, people assume Asian Norwegian are. And uh, they asked for, you know, you know, they gave feedback and, you know, the, the leadership was, you know, oh, thank you, this is very valuable. And they asked if, you know, if they could be able to, you know, talk with uh, Ram about this, not in to insult him in any way, but, you know, just to make him, you know, understand the... The, their point of view when it came to this. But these people who want to talk to you, you're talking about 
employees within NRK. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the 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 leadership was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back to you with that. And of course, they never did. Didn't they though? Didn't they though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're gonna do it again, even worse. So he's wearing a beard now. It's not like you know, this is like a comedian that didn't know better because yeah, I can understand like you know. I'm gonna be honest about the thing. Like one of the things I appreciate about about all this racism shit happening in media is that we get to have a lot of important conversations like this. Like I never knew about you know shit that people from Asia got to experience here in Norway, and you know if I have seen you know the clips, I would probably thought about first that like, ooh, you know he's uh he's living very deeply into the role. But I wouldn't probably, you know, make the connection that, you know, the fact that, you know, he also speaks Norwegians make it seems like it's not, you know, not not him acting like a Japanese game host show that it's more like, you know, him acting the way, you know, people would perceive immigrants from Asia here. So, you know, that's a good way to learn. And the fact that we don't then know that they kind of had this information and then, you know, I'm not going to put this on the drum because they might have not even taken it to him. But somebody should have talked with somebody and, you know, I'm not saying never make a sketch like this again, but there should have been changes. I mean, making the sketch in the first place isn't the problem because I'm all for making... A, I mean, you can parody a Japanese game show host. They are objectively ridiculous people. <laughs> I think that's part of the thing. That's part of their thing yeah uh, but you can parody a Japanese game show host without you know degrading the language uh, and yeah I mean personally that's really my only gripe I think with with it that <laughs> that feels wrong to say because it's it looked fucking stupid so much wrong yeah but like even if it looks ridiculous that's fair game if you're parodying it because it's the base material also looks ridiculous if you watch a Japanese game show, but especially it's the it's the language thing that really struck me, and uh, I think it's really really fucking obvious that you should you should I mean it's obvious that it's uh, stereotypical and racist to do it. It's just that most of us I think most of us probably us included to to a certain extent uh, don't react as hard to that kind of racism because we're very aware of the racism that's per uh, perpetrated against black people that's talked about a lot there's a lot of conflict about it uh, but racism towards Asians hasn't it's been downplayed kind of and understandably to a certain extent because you know uh, there's a lot of really, really bad attention around racism against, against black people, and a lot of the stereotypes are mu a lot more negative towards black people, while Asians have, they've kind of been, I think they've been viewed by a lot of people as the lucky Im uh, immigrants, uh, not immigrants, the lucky, um, sorry, uh, the lucky stereotype. Because one stereotype about Asians is that they're more intelligent, they're hard workers. Uh, yeah. Small penis. 
of course. That's always a good thing, my girlfriend tells me. That's what women want. Pause for edit. <laughs> yeah, but like they, the stereoty- stereotypes about them aren't as bad uh, yes. as others and, in um, people's heads, I think. I, I think it's also a consequence that... I hate to use the word like Asian culture and shit like that, but that it's more of a, like shut up, don't talk about it. It's like you know, you're not supposed to overcome prejudice and racism and you know those kinds of thing with like lashing out. That you're gonna like you know toughen up and just you know try better. Yeah, and... that's true. I'm I'm not well versed enough in you know any particular asian culture or and, and I think other culture really and i mean like but, it's you know an extreme view taking it but i think if you take that and you know then you know uh, put it together with the fact that there haven't really been anybody talking about it then it's really hard to be the first one that says like hey i got a problem with this shit mm-hmm. stop being racist against asians yeah like you said i mean i i know in japan at least uh, they have a very specific culture around, you know, around work ethic, for example. Oh yes. And the concept of, you know, personal honor and the uh, the Im- your image, your public image, is very very important to them, at least as far as I understand. It's it's more ingrained into their culture to uh, be mindful of the image you display. And, you and know, if if this is you know the culture you grown up in or the values you've been taught it's probably harder to you know step forward yeah because i think part of that culture and again i'm saying i think because i'm not versed enough well versed enough to really talk about this with any any depth to it but i think part of it is that you're not supposed to you're, you're supposed to compose yourself and to go out and publicly protest something uh to go against something uh my impression is that that would be viewed negatively by quite a few people, if I've understood that part of their culture right. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, you shouldn't... Like, because, you know, black people had, you know, their civil rights moments that, I mean, you could argue that that also, I mean, not, not necessarily set them back, but that gave it, you know, the whole, well, we cured racism now, so everything is fine, but, mm. you know... Having those moments when you come together and fight something and agree about injustices that is happening to you in that way make it easier to continue having that conversation and to speak up. You know, like it's it's a reason why we see a lot more women talking up after Me Too than we did before because the conversation has been had. There's been you know an understanding of problems that exist. Still means that they have to wear panties, but it makes it easier to you know continue the conversation about something that insisted before but when there's not really a history of it and you've been taught to you know being strong or you know not embarrassing yourself and this could be a way that could be interpreted that but to turn this around a bit you know one thing was you know was this racist the other fact is like should the nrk have removed the episodes because can you even be a stand-up comedian now when these things are happening when your things are getting removed some people have been out being very critical of this uh, comedians that i want to state not all are white I... uh, and i want to make another point saying that nrk 
when it comes to a lot of situations where like pressure has come because they've had some edgy humor or maybe it's because they're showing some kind of movie that has been through you know a rough time you know like they wanted to remove uh, uh, fuck what's that uh, uh, gone words. with the wind um, and a couple of you know other and and you know they're always been fairly standing on like we're not gonna remove things like some things were made in a time that weren't so good I was looking to like I remember but like I'm, I'm totally losing your question here now I'm gonna get to get, get you in <laughs> a moment we need to finish up uh, but like they, they have been very lenient to keep things up and to you know not depublish stuff because it hurts people either because it's old and cringy and you know they have even like had you know articles and episodes on their own bad shit talking about why it's bad but still not removing it but here they chose to you know press the delete button i think i think it was right to remove it because what are you supposed to laugh at in that video you're supposed to laugh at th that sketch. You're supposed to laugh at him and the way he's talking, mostly. That's basically, a, it revolves around that. Uh, and I don't, think, I don't think racism in humor is used well when it's used in that way. Uh, I mentioned Dave Chappelle um, earlier. And he has a, has a part in one of his Netflix specials where he... Yeah, he addresses the fact that he makes a lot of jokes about trans, trans people. Because trans people apparently really don't like Dave Chappelle because he likes making fun of them. And uh, yeah, he kind of he talks about how he jokes a lot about them, but he doesn't have anything against them. He just finds the premise of trans, you know, being trapped in the wrong body, <laughs> uh, ridiculous. And and he makes the the um, makes the um, oh summer leaning um, comparison comparison that just imagine if I was a Chinese person born in this black man's body, and then he goes <laughs> he goes full stereotype and and just goes hello okay I can't do hello okay, I can't really do it but he makes a he does a really racist racist stereotype of a Chinese person or an Asian person person and, and he does that to you know to bring out how ridiculous the basic premise of transsexualism is uh, you know you're trapped in the wrong body just imagine if i was a chinese person trapped in this african body uh, and when he employs that ridiculous the stereotypical racism with this chinese person impression um he he's doing the same thing i mean he's doing what ram does in that nrk video but He's doing it to make a point, so you can even you can laugh at it, but you're not laughing at. Haha, look at how stupid, how bad the, that Asian person is at English. That's not what you're laughing at. You're laughing at his premise and the point he's trying to make. And I don't feel that this sketch from NRK and Morten Ram was uh, anything but. I'm gonna look ridiculous, and the way I'm gonna look ridiculous is by using Asian stereotypes. Yeah. So to me, that makes it okay because it, there, is, there isn't any commentary in that clip. It's just a dude being racist. And I, I don't think Morten Ram is a racist guy. I think he just, 
he made a mistake as a comedian and a poor decision I think I think the removal of them like at first I was like it makes sense in the sense that there's something you want to defend like you know if you make some edgy humor if you comment on something important but here's like you're basically making entertainment to be shown you know to sports people it's not you know this is not about you know this is a this is about having something that you can show to everybody and feel comfortable about it you know it's supposed to be suitable for the entire family so to speak mm-hmm. the problem i feel here comes down to the fact that if they leave up the stuff from two years ago in korea mm-hmm. and remove this that doesn't make fucking sense at all. Uh, like oh, you can't, you can't like go halfway. No, I'm not defending NRK's actions because they they yeah. shouldn't have approved the sketch to begin with. And like you said, if it's as bad as you described in the uh, the earlier material, they should have removed that as well. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's playing the same character. It's just you know mm-hmm. different different place. But you know, you like you can make the ninja joke whether or not you're. But, for example, uh, you, you mentioned how they've removed certain movies or, and stuff from their register. Or, or not, like I'm saying, like th- there have been calls for them to remove, and they haven't removed them. Uh, okay. They kept them up. Yeah, well, uh, regardless, uh, the calls to remove them. Uh, I can defend them not removing a film that was made in 1950. Gone with the Wind, for example. Or yeah. To ra- uh, Kill a Mockingbird or whatever it may be. Uh, I can every movie from that era. Yeah, yeah, but I can I can make a defense for that by saying that those movies are old enough that they can stand as an example of you know th- they can make a point of how we've progressed yeah. when it comes to our race relations. But w- those uh, sketches from 2 or 3 years ago that you mentioned, those are so fresh that they're still part of our now, our current climate the same people yeah. who live then they live now and and to give the give nrk credit when credit is due like they essentially made a video of like i think it was like you know almost like a five minute montage or some really racist stuff that they had done over the years like you know people in blackface that sort of thing and like essentially talking about why why these things were bad and you know how things were looked at, you know, back in the 60s and the 70s when these were made. Yeah, and that's and, an awesome way to And how it had their sense to, and made articles about that, you know, to, you know, I thought that was a good way to educate and really show why blackface is bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, in 50 years or 20 years for that matter, I don't, I don't know how long, but uh, re-releasing that sketch of Ram, that might have a... A purpose, a useful purpose, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know if it will, but just like that film you just described, where they basically made a compilation of all the racist shit from the past, uh, I think that's a great thing to do because you get to say that, hey, uh, that this is what we did. It was fucked up, and we, we, this is our society. We didn't really react to this back then, but we feel now that we should have. So this is, this is. This is the trap we fell in back then. Don't fall in the same trap, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a purpose behind that. Uh, we gotta finish up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I gotta go to the store and buy things for the baby. Go, go, go. So, uh, yeah. Babies, man. Moral of the story is wear shorts. Don't be racist. Uh, don't store. Wear shorts? Did I not spend 20 minutes telling you how panties are important? So wear shorts. 
Don't storm Capitol buildings unless you plan to get away with it. Um, and um, maybe don't live stream you attacking a government building. Don't do terrorism. Yeah, terrorism bad. Okay, <laughs> terrorism is bad. Yeah. So, first attempt at a new format. Yes. Next time we're gonna fill it with even more content. We're gonna trim it. We're gonna plan it more. Yeah. We are. We are. Just imagine, man. A list of all the shit we're gonna talk about. Maybe we discuss it first. Mm. I think that might be a good move. Maybe we don't wait a month either. Maybe. <laughs> don't be silly. Let's not go overboard here. We'll see you next week, folks. I promise we'll see you next week. Lies. <laughs> lies, lies, versus lies. Next week. Also, please uh, subscribe to our Twitter account and uh, please give us some feedback. Yeah, tell us what kind of episodes you prefer from us. Yeah, so tell us what you like. And uh, yeah, if you have any criticisms, direct them at uh, something something Matthew's email. I should probably lock in that email before somebody takes it. <laughs> you should. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.